Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Good morning, friends. I often want to say good morning to you, but I realize it's not always morning when you're listening, yet it's often morning when I'm recording my episode. So it's hard not to say good morning to you. And so if you're listening right now and it's morning time, perfect. If it's not, I'll catch you on another episode when I'm recording in the afternoon or in the evening. (laughs) It does happen. It's just not as often. So I hope your coach calling is coming along splendidly if you're pursuing one. And if not, you're just listening to this podcast because you are listening in to um, coaching tools and strategies, self-coaching things that can help just bring transformation to your life on your own. Awesome. I hope that that's going really well too. And I want to talk about faith in our coaching practice today. So it can apply to other areas of your life but we are going to specifically go about um, the coaching practice, talk about the coaching practice and calling today. So, and I'm also going to pray over your coaching practice as well. First, I want to tell you a little about uh, a little bit about what's coming available to you in the greenhouse course. So we are, we are in week four right now, and it's going amazing. I love my coaches and training. And the next greenhouse course starts September 29th. So that means that by December 1st, you could be a trained and certified Sterling and Stone life coach. And alongside the next greenhouse course, you're not going to just get the training and certification. You're also going to get my biz building journey. So I'm very excited about this part. And it's going to help you walk through all of the steps on your own time of developing your business. So developing a mission statement, vision statement, all the way to researching your niche and ideal audience, um, what a how to set up a legal biz, business entity, and the basic systems you need in place as an entrepreneur, all the way to creating a signature offer. So right now, this is the cheapest it's ever going to be going forward. It's $9.97 for all of it. It includes the greenhouse training So that's 10 weeks um, where I'm teaching you actual coaching strategies and tools. You practice them. You get confidence and clarity. I help you where you're personally stuck or personally curious about coaching, um, all kinds of things about coaching. You learn the foundations, but also the foundations of your personal coaching style. Um, You learn how to create your own methods. So many good things happening inside the greenhouse training and now it's going to be offered alongside the, um, the business building journey. So that is on demand at your own time, as opposed to the greenhouse certification is finished in 10 weeks and has live sessions. So they're coming together and I think it is a really perfect match because it gives you the ability to start, to, to actually start building your business and stepping out 
and doing it alongside other people. And even if you've already started a business, have you done all of these things? Have you set all of these things up? Um, I know it took me a long time to get everything into place. And honestly, I'm still tweaking. I'm still learning more. I'm still finding different systems and platforms, things I never knew about before. You just don't know what you don't know. And when you want to focus on your coaching, it's really hard to do all of the rest of the research that has to be done to be focused on becoming an entrepreneur and a business owner. Um, so right now I'm offering $100 off that price to anybody who applies before August 15th. So you have two weeks from today to apply. And if you are accepted, then um, you get $100 off. So it'll just bring that the price of both of all of that down to $897. And I do offer scholarships um, to single moms who are the sole provider for their families. So if you're interested in that, email me at laura at sterlingandstonementoring.com. So if you want to start out 2023 with a new business and a calling to walk in and a fresh story for your next season, go to sterlingandstonementoring.com forward slash the greenhouse um, or just click on the greenhouse on the front page and just to go apply to get the ball rolling. And, you know, it doesn't hurt anything to start writing your story today. Even if you're not sure if God's calling you, if you have the money or the time or the chutzpah, you know, if you don't know if your family's going to support you, um, applying doesn't lock you in. So don't let fear of the unknown or fear of lack hold you back. Okay. Just start somewhere and ask God to lead you and provide you for whatever he's called you to. The word says he's equipped you for with everything you need to walk in your calling. So if this is your calling, he's going to Give you everything you need, confidence, money, support. Like even if um, you don't know if you want to do this, he will give you what you need to know it. He's going to walk you through the process, right? So what do you have to lose? I'm not asking you to buy anything today. I'm offering an invitation to apply, okay? I'm telling you to go see, go to the Lord and see what he says and I'll be having some of my students from this um, greenhouse course on the podcast soon. So they're going to be able to share their greenhouse experience and talk about the coaching that they're bringing into their world. So stay tuned for all of that good stuff. All right, let's get moving. Um, today, talking about faith in our coaching practice means we have to talk about God. <laughs> and that's something not everybody's comfortable with in their business, right? And for good reason, honestly. It's just... It's a sticky situation when you tell people you believe in a creator God who's a good father, yet he sent his son to come to earth to die. So we could be saved from an eternity of separation from him. So sticky. <laughs> and it's easy if that's your faith and that's what you believe. It's so easy to think like that's just the way it is. But it's sticky when you think like the concept of telling people that you've never met that's what i believe will you trust me do you will you, do you want to get to know me do you like me will you trust me <laughs> and it's different in the business world it's different in the marketplace and you don't have to have a business like mine where i tell everybody i'm a christian and i pray out loud on my podcast and i pray over my clients in sessions i didn't always do that and it morphed over time especially once i started podcasting i had to make a decision about how I was going to show up right here and who you were going to hear me be, right? So it's easy when you start coaching to try and meet the needs of everyone. Because if you're like me 
and you're an inclusive person, meaning you don't like cutting certain people out and keeping certain people in, um, it can be really hard to navigate the desire to meet the needs of all those people. But you're, you know, if you're going to have the greatest impact, you have to determine where your lines are. So for the sake of this conversation, let's draw two lines and create uh, three spaces. One space is for those of you who want to keep faith separate from your business and coaching practice, okay? You want to work with clients who may not share your faith. So in your marketing, you don't want faith to prevent those clients from knowing, liking, and trusting you. And in this space, you may be working with companies or doing leadership or executive coaching, bringing like an Enneagram coaching to teams, you know, made up of multiple people um, that you don't know their backgrounds. You might work in the health or wellness arena and you have people coming from all, all the different walks for your coaching, right? Whatever it is you do or, and whoever it is you work with, you can believe in God and pray over your business and still not talk to, about him to your clients. In fact, if you were like a teacher in a public school system, you're not allowed to talk about God, right, to your students. But you could still equip them and encourage them. You can still prophesy over them even by saying things like, you're going to be an amazing young man. You're full of life. You're going to have a great life of fulfillment. Your gifting in chemistry is going to take you places and help you do things. You don't have to say in the name of Jesus or thus saith the Lord. I encourage you not to. (laughs) Prophecy is simply knowing what the Father says about a situation or a person and verbalizing it. That's it. It's not creepy. It's not woo-woo. It's not all Old Testament. It is knowing what the Father says and saying it. That is prophecy. So simple. We don't have to make this crazy. We don't have to make it religious. We don't have to make it weird. We shouldn't be making it weird, okay? Prophecy is alignment with what God says, his truth, and then releasing that truth. So you can have faith in your business and your practice without anyone ever knowing, except they're going to see favor and gifting on your life and your business and maybe wonder where it comes from. Then you're going to have to decide what you need to say if somebody was to ask you, what's that light in your eyes? (laughs) Right? Like, what is this thing about you that's different? How do I get it? Well, you also don't have to become an evangelist at that point either, okay? You can ask God to fill your mouth when it's time to speak. And true evangelism knows whether it's time to plant, water, or reap. So always be prayerful, but you are not required to be overtly Christian in your business or your coaching practice in order to be faithful with what you're called to. The marketplace is a sphere of influence, and it's not the same as the church and ministry sphere, okay? These two connect and they impact one another, but you can be a believer and have a business without ever talking about God to your clients. People do it all the time, right? Just like the book of Esther had no mention of God, and yet look at how apparent it is that God was with her, right? So the second space is for those of you who want to let faith inform your business and your practice, and it slips out a little here and there in your marketing and coaching, but it's not necessarily part of your ideal client makeup, right? You may or may not work with clients in the same faith, and 
you want to be able to meet them where they're at. So maybe maybe you're a mindset or performance coach or a relationship coach, and you develop tools and language to serve both believers and those who don't believe in Jesus, um, but there's not necessarily faith in the language of your tools. There's not faith in your teaching and but you can still let people know that that's part of who you are, but it's not in what you give them. It's not in your offer. It's not in how you serve. It's just in who you are. So this means that maybe you tell stories about going, you know, to, you talk about the get together you went to after church on Sunday. So you mention it. You're not hiding it, but you're, you know, it's out there, but it's not impacting how you co- like the coaching sessions, right? Maybe you were talking about an experience you had night when you one night when you met with your small group of friends, like the people from church, that really encouraged you and uplifted you. You might say things about letting God lead you, or sign emails with words like "blessings, friend," or um, maybe you tell people like, "Hey, go pray about that." But you aren't telling everybody that what you offer is based in faith in Jesus, or that they need to be comfortable with Christianity to work with you. What I can tell you could be a challenge for you is when you have an audience that I don't, they just, they know a little bit about you and they know a little bit about your faith and yet they don't share it. It can, um, what are you going to say to your audience when you pray to God, but Will you tell them, go do whatever feels right to you? Like, seek the guidance of the universe or go follow whoever whoever you serve. Like, this is where it gets really sticky. I know a number of people in the online space, especially, who do this. And it creates a wider audience for them to serve and benefit from. But I think it poses a challenge for them as believers and for the believers who know and like them. So you can know somebody and like what they offer but if what's coming out of them seems to serve more than one house, it's harder to trust them, right? For some people, not all people, but some of your audience, if they hear you saying, I believe in Jesus, but it's okay for you to believe in whoever you believe in, and I encourage you to go find out what they say, that is going to impact the, um, the trust factor of the believers that are in your audience. And I, I'm i just saying I've seen it and I, I've experienced it a little bit. And I want you to be aware that that could happen if you use language that talks about your faith and also encourages other people to go have faith in the universe and et cetera. Like there's multiple um multiple things out there right now. <laughs> you know, it's not just other religions. There's a lot of humanistic things out there that are available to us. And I think that can get a little convoluted if you're not very clear about your language, about what God has spoken to you, that you have a gifting, calling, and, and permission with him to do and operate in and to say. So I would be very clear about, you know, and pray about what your language needs to be based on who God has called you to. If you want to tell clients you love Jesus, but still encourage them to pray to anyone or to no one, you need to be aware of what you might experience. 
first, you might feel conviction depending on what God is saying to you and your sensitivity to hearing him. So make sure you recognize also the difference between conviction and condemnation because they can sound the same depending on your interpreter, okay? If your interpreter is broken, conviction will be interpreted as condemnation. But conviction is saying, hey, turn around and go a different way. That's not the best way for you. Condemnation is not coming from the Lord, and it's an inner critic. It's a critical voice from the enemy and a critical voice from you and others that brings condemnation. Conviction is not a critical, harmful voice. Conviction doesn't always feel good, but it won't harm you. It will always help you. It will lead you to a better way. So you need to know the difference between those two and understand if you're hearing the Lord convict you rather than the condemnation of yourself, of man around you, or of, of the enemy, okay? So second, you might find that you lose people. So you could lose Christians who don't agree with your language and your encouragement for your other clients to go, um, or your, your audience to go seek anything but the Lord. But you also might lose people who aren't in the Christian faith who don't want a Christian coach, who say like, I don't really want to, to work with somebody who is vocal about their faith, no matter the fact that they don't care what I believe. Um, so either way, you have to trust that God is your provider. The word is your manual. So trust him to lead you and to bring the right audience, the right clients. What you can do is just be real about who you are in your faith here and there while not encouraging anybody to go in any particular way and also not speaking to them as though you know they are Christians. So you're not really telling them and encourage them to go do anything in prayer. Maybe you just leave that out of it. It's okay to be a believer and love God and serve him through your business and not be a preacher or an evangelist or a pastor either. You can just be a great coach, <laughs> right? You could just do that. And the last space is made of those who, like me, decided to go all in <laughs> and not only talk about who I am and what I believe, but also make Christianity part of the niche and ideal audience. So this isn't for everybody. Not everybody is called to work specifically with Christians. You're not all called to this. And I'm giving you permission to stay in the space you're created for. You can um, either from the beginning or over time decide to slide into the space of letting your audience know you're a Christian and then begin to you know, develop tools that specifically involve faith. You can, but you don't have to. So it's like being a singer, right? You could be a singer who's a Christian. Think of Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. They don't sing worship songs. They sing fun or beautiful or sad or sappy um, country songs, right? But they are Christians and they're open about their faith. But you could also be a Christian singer like Lauren Daigle, Chris Tomlin, you know, people who actually write songs about the Lord. And so not only are they talking about who they are and what they believe, but what they offer the rest of us is infused with faith. Whereas um, a singer who is a Christian 
is a Christian that doesn't infuse faith into everything and, uh, you know, everything they sing, not every, all of the songs, they're not about God. And then you can be a Christian singer. And that's somebody who does sing about God so that what we consume, the ideal client is the ideal listener to that singer is a Christian because they want to hear songs about God, right? So you can be a coach who, who everybody knows is a Christian, but your practice might not reflect it everywhere. Or you can be a coach whose practice is outrightly Christian and everybody knows that's what they're going to get. So that's what they come for. I spent years without Christian being a word in my ideal av- um, client avatar overview. So I wanted to help women from all walks, specifically those who were in desperate need of mentoring in one area or another. And I believe in everybody's ability to find um, and everybody deserving to find support and guidance. But it was constantly challenged by the need to dumb down some of what naturally wanted to bubble up out of me to make sure that um, people who didn't share my faith could still hear me and not stumble over you know, what I was saying because they didn't share my faith. And on the other side of that coin, I didn't really want to be boldly declaring my faith either because I'm not good at being in a box. And in my experience, the church has often shown itself as judgmental towards people like me who's always using um, a pocket knife or a machete to cut, like, to cut down the walls of the boxes that I find might entrap me. <laughs> so I'm being honest here. I thought that if I said I was a Christian who served everybody, but it was all going to come straight from the source of the one who lives in me, then when snarky or spicy Laura shows up in my language, I'd be judged for not being a nice girl. Well, I got over that because the truth is I'm not a nice girl. (laughs) I never even tried to be one. It's not on my list of goals. Um, I'm a good woman. And honestly, I was made to become an overcomer. And you don't overcome by placating or pleasing anyone and always trying to be the nice girl. Okay? I'm not saying there's something wrong with nice girls. I just think that nice girls can transform into good women. And I think I'm saying that in, um, by way of kind of the archetype of cultural expectations, be a nice girl, always, you know, cross your ankles and mind your manners and never offend anybody and never really get anywhere and do anything that you're made to do because you do what everybody else expects for you. I'm talking about the nice girl based on cultural archetypes. I'm not talking actually about being nice or being a girl. I'm saying I think that there's a difference between what the culture expects from nice girls and what you're capable of when you know you're a darn good woman, okay? So I'm not what you would consider overly polite as evidenced by the very fact I'm saying what I'm saying. But I'm kind inside. I actually am compassionate, but I'm not enabling. Okay, so there's just differences. And after a while, especially when I heard the Lord start talking to me about the pot, this podcast and about the greenhouse training, I knew that my calling in this season was different than the last six years. It was to support and guide Christians 
who specifically want to use coaching as a modern day discipleship tool. So I knew I was called to work with those who want to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, who want to release things into the atmosphere in the spheres of influence God has set them in. And it's not that I won't work with others who don't share my faith. It's just that this is what I'm called to release right now in this season. It's who I'm called to be and who I'm called to serve in this season. I'm called to use the last 20 years of full-time ministry experience and the knowledge of both people and God that I've gained to support and guide believers right now. But that's developed over time, and I didn't always share it openly. I wasn't always called to share it openly or to use my faith as part of what I have to offer you and part of how I serve you. In this space, I can openly tell you that I pray for you as my listeners and that throughout my podcast, I'm constantly prophesying to you about your calling and your life, whether you're a coach or not. So what I do and what I'm called to doesn't mean you have to be the same as me. Your beginning does not, should not look like my middle. You might start in one space and transition to another. You may cross over one of these lines and actually walk back over it into the space you came from later, right? And these aren't lines in the sand determining whether you're for or against God. These are lines of boundaries for your particular tent. And when God tells you to enlarge the place of your tent, it means that you have to stretch um, over, stretch them and cross over the line that you used to not walk past. It needs to be okay for you to be right where you are. And it needs to be okay for you to be in process and be imperfect in taking this action towards developing your business, your coaching practice, and your personal life story. So I'm going to pray a prayer for guidance and clarity that um, you can just pray along with me. Lord, you are God over my calling and over all that I do. So I commit my business and my coaching practice into your hands. I ask you for guidance, wisdom, and clarity about my calling in this season. There's a time for everything under the sun. So show me what time it is, Lord, in my life, my calling, and my purpose. Is it time to sow, time to water, or time to reap? Holy Spirit, I want you to lead my words, develop my language, and teach me your ways. When it comes time to make decisions about which way to go, about where my tent should be placed, about when my tent pegs need to be stretched further, I pray the eyes of my heart will see and that I will have eyes to hear, ears to hear. Lord, I ask for favor to reach those you've called me to, right where they are, believers or not. I pray for your provision, for my business to thrive and grow, for my coaching to be a blessing to many, and that the Spirit of God within me would shine brightly, regardless of words being spoken. I trust you to bring the right audience, the right clients, the right supporters, and the right resources at just the right time. I am doing my part to make plans and to walk with you 
to take imperfect action and step out in faith. But I believe you, God, to direct my steps, and I trust you to keep me from stumbling. You are the author of peace, not confusion. So whenever I'm confronted with a decision about sharing my faith, I believe you to speak for me. You alone know what's in the heart of man, and you know exactly what each person needs to hear and when. So I offer myself and my calling as a vessel to meet people right where they are, just like you did, Jesus. I thank you for this invitation to create with you, Abba, to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth with you and to become more intimately connected to you. I pray all of this in the powerful and beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Pray that over and over again. Pray bits and pieces. Write it down. Develop your own prayer. But spend time and let God develop and let you be in process. Your calling is in process. Your business is in process. And you don't have to have it all figured out right now. You're not supposed to because if you had it all figured out right now and you were doing it all perfect, you'd be your own savior. And by the way, you don't need to be your own savior. You don't even want that. You can't save yourself, okay? You need Jesus to walk you through this process, to walk you into who you are called to be in every area of your life, not just in a coach calling, but in every single area as a parent as a spouse, a friend, a child, um, as a coworker, as a boss, like it, it doesn't matter. You need the Lord to walk you through the process that you need to go through. Do not try to act like today or yesterday was supposed to be your finish line of perfection. It won't get you anywhere. So I bless you. I encourage you to stay in process I encourage you to keep pressing in and I encourage you to go spend some time with the Lord and commit all of this to him. Ask him, how does faith play into my coach calling? How does faith manifest in my business? And I know, I believe that he's going to answer you. Until next time, friends. Are you ready to become a hero in your own story by investing in yourself through life coaching? Are you looking to become an amazing guide to others by becoming a coach or up-leveling your current practice? Then check out sterlingandstonementoring.com to see how we can work together. And don't forget it's really easy to say thanks if any of this free content has been a blessing to you just by leaving a quick written review over on Apple Podcasts. And thank you in advance.